Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What up, Cavs Nation? I'm your host, Ethan Sands, and this is another episode of the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. I'm back with another solo dolo episode of the pod after the final game of the 2023 calendar year. For those disappointed in the loss to the Bucks, I don't think you should be. The Cavs had their worst three-point shooting night in franchise history with more than 30 attempts from deep. This, to me, is an anomaly also. It was Donovan Mitchell's first game back after missing four straight games. I talked to Donovan, who said that he literally wasn't able to move from his bed and then went home for the holidays and was still limited movement. I wouldn't be surprised if that means that the first basketball movements that we saw him do were at shoot-around in Dallas and before that game as well. All that being said, he's Still dropped 34 points in 36 minutes and added 9 assists. Jared Allen also had a career high with 30 points and collected 12 rebounds and 6 assists as well. What I've liked seeing from the Cavs is that it seems like on almost every possession that Jared's on the floor, he's getting a touch. Running the offense through him and letting him decide to facilitate or to create for himself. He even said that he's seen himself being more aggressive and attacking the basket, which is something that he wasn't doing when Evan Mobley was on the floor with him. Even with both of those standout performances, what posed the question to me was the fact that Craig Porter Jr. played just 15 minutes, nearly 10 of which were in the fourth quarter when he scored all of his 14 points and helped the Cavs cut into a 10-point deficit. The question for me is, if it was difficult for J.B. Bickerstaff to find minutes for Craig when Sam Merrill and Donovan Mitchell returned to the lineup, what would this rotation look like when Darius Garland returns? Yes, it was Sam Merrill's first game back as well from his wrist injury. Obviously, this all depends on if Craig can maintain his performance, but Over the four games that Donovan was out and he was the starting point guard, the Cavs went 3-1 in large part to the contributions that Craig made on the offensive and defensive ends. Max Struess, who had a stellar game against the Bulls in his hometown of Chicago, said that Craig won them that game. 
it's evident that the Cavs want to keep him high on the depth chart, but then that reiterates the question, who are you going to take minutes from to give him opportunities? Originally, the thought is that you'd ease Darius back into the lineup, but when he's back to game shape, you look at matchups and who Craig would be better matched up against defensively than Donovan or Darius. Because it's getting to the point where we have to have a discussion of whether Craig is as good or better of a defender than the two stars. Over the last five games, there's only been two games where he hasn't recorded a block and one where he hasn't recorded a steal. On the other hand, he also has games where he's recorded three blocks and three steals. So you have to really look at what he's able to contribute on both ends of the floor. And Craig has been growing in that area. But we know from his Wichita State days, when Craig was leading the team in multiple different categories, that he can do it all. It was just about getting the opportunity. But let's look at this a little bit closer. Craig's journey to the NBA has been far from flashy, but it seems like he's been even killed the entire way. From being named to the Indiana Basketball Coaches Association's senior all-state team at his high school, to leading his junior college to an NJCAA National Championship in 2019, then having to ride the bench at Wichita State, then earning the starting role and becoming a third-team all-conference point guard in his senior season, and then after all of that success, going undrafted. It's common for players to become frustrated when their roles continuously change during the course of the season, and we've seen that with Porter this entire year, from being a bench player to being a starter to, at the very beginning of the season, not even thinking that he was going to get a lot of minutes. But the consistent thing for Craig is that he's been even keeled, he's been confident in every role that he's gotten, and he's made the most of his opportunities. So, with Sam Merrill coming back, with Donovan Mitchell coming back, and then you have Darius Garland coming back in a couple of weeks, and Evan Mobley coming back in about a month. Obviously, Evan's return impacts Craig a little less because he doesn't play the same positions, doesn't have the same roles, but you still have to think about who he's going to take minutes from. And I think it'll be an interesting conversation as the season continues, and we'll also have to look at how Craig can continue his play, or if it drops off, or whatever it may be. But back to the original question, who do you think are the best guard defenders on the team? I obviously have Isaac Okoro at the top of that list, and then for me, it's a toss-up between the three, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, and Craig Porter Jr., because Dean Wade, to me, doesn't have that as much experience guarding the guards, but rather guarding smaller forwards or whatever. But if it were to be an all-team list, I think it goes Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro, Jared Allen, Dean Wade, and everybody else falls into place. But I'll throw that question to the subtexters. Who do you think is the best defender on the Cavs, and who do you think are the best guard defenders on this team? But with that, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to discuss where the Cavs are in the East and what the realistic expectations can be for this team heading into the new year. But before then, become a Cavs insider and interact with Chris and I by subscribing to Subtext. Sign up for a 14-day free trial or visit cleveland.com backslash Cavs and click on the blue bar at the top of the page. If you don't like it, that's fine. All you have to do is text the word STOP. It's easy, but we can tell you that the people who sign up 
Stick around because this is the best way to get insider coverage on the Cavs from myself and Chris. This isn't just our podcast. It's your podcast. And the only way to have your voice heard is through subtext. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, we're back. The Cavs are currently sixth in the East and begin the new year in Toronto. Chris will be back with coverage for that one-game road trip before the Cavs return home to a three-game homestand before their trip to Paris and then come back for two more home games. I think it is incredible what the NBA is doing, allowing the game to grow in different cities, in different countries, and especially this Paris game, allowing people across the country to enjoy what basketball has to offer and what the NBA superstars, super teams, all those different things can bring to the game of basketball and allowing the fans to be incorporated in those different atmospheres allows the game not only to grow, especially with the Olympics coming up this year, but to also increase fandom across the league and just get notoriety. It helps the players, it helps the league, it helps the fans, and it can be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. But back to this schedule. I think the Cavs can win all five games to start the year against the Raptors, two against the Wizards, the Spurs, and the Nets. Obviously, each team poses its own challenges, especially with the Wizards having guards like Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole, who can dribble and drive and also create on the perimeter. Obviously, Victor Wiminyama with the Spurs and the Nets having a core of guards who are able to attack the rim at will. But all of these teams have worse records than the Cavs. And even with their diminished lineup, Cleveland has proven to be a gritty and deep team with the capabilities of shocking any team in the league. The second half of the month of January proves to be more challenging as the Cavs face the Bucks three times in that one month before hosting the Clippers. But other than that, the rest of the season has plenty of games that the Cavs can win. In my opinion, the hardest games that they'll have for the remainder of the season are against Boston, the Suns, the 76ers, and the Nuggets. The Cavaliers could realistically sneak their way into the fourth seed in the East ahead of the Heat 
and the Magic, especially if they're able to find a consistent rotation and also pull off a couple of upsets. When thinking about the players that will be returning in Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, it could also prove to be a surprise for some teams who are game planning for this roster and this lineup that is becoming more consistent for the Cavs and then forgetting about the impact that Darius Garland and Evan Mobley can make on the offensive and defensive end. But that is all to say that it won't work and it can't work if J.B. Bickerstaff doesn't put together rotations and lineups that allow for the players to play to their strengths in matchups and where they are best on the floor and who best they play with. Thinking of those lineups, when the injuries have been happening, the starting lineup of CBJ, Max Struess, Isaac Okoro, Dean Wade, and Jared Allen currently have the third highest points average for the Cavs lineups per NBA.com. So I think it'll be interesting to see if J.B. Bickerstaff continues to use this lineup when everyone is healthy or if we'll see him revert back to his original lineups. I think this Cavs team has already caught the league and a lot of teams by surprise by the success that they've had over this seven-game run where they won five of their last seven games and are continuously to learn each other, learn the new rotations that they've had, and are continuing to grow. Max Struess and Donovan Mitchell have both talked about learning what people like on their team, like handoffs, like getting past the ball in a certain spot, how they like to run in transition. All of those things, all of those niches helps them grow as a unit because knowing them allows them to build camaraderie together. This team has felt like it's having fun playing the game. Even in the loss against the Bucks, seeing them come back and seeing what Craig Porter Jr. was able to do to light a fire under this team shows how much fun this team is having and able to create when everybody is on the same page and when they're going after the same goal. With all that being said, I think the Cavs are in a good spot and have tested themselves against some of the best teams in the league with players who can create around the basket, those who can shoot from beyond the arc, and even force fouls and get to the free throw line. There should be positive vibes in the locker room and a continued sense of togetherness as they enter the new year. And we all know that's when the Cavs play at their best. But that'll wrap up the last episode of the Wine and Gold Talk podcast for the 2023 calendar year. I just want to say thank you for welcoming me onto this beat with open arms. And I can't wait to continue to grow in this role and bring you all the coverage that you loyal Cavs fans deserve. Celebrate the new year however you see fit, but drink responsibly and be safe. Happy New Year. We out.